find the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from playing sports to exotic whips. Ain't gotta tell me, dog. I know I'm the shit behind the baller. My life is more than money and jewelry. My story's so crazy, dog. I said make a movie behind the baller. I went from music exec to this podcast. Now I finally feel at home and laugh behind the baller. Yo, yo, what's up, guys? We are legit one week away from episode 200. But that don't mean we're not lit for episode 198. Ladies and gentlemen, live and direct from the capital of California, Sacramento, a.k.a. the 916. This is the world-famous Behind the Baller podcast. Yo, Miles. Yo, Jordan. Lakey Lake. Illegal cartel. Yo, BTB Army, let's fucking go. So what's up, y'all? I am your host, Ben Baller, not Ben Humble. I am known as the Korean Jason Williams. Never, ever will I be the Korean Mike Bibby. We are in Sacktown, y'all. Shout out to my dude, Mozzie. Shout out to all my Sacramento natives. And you know what? Shout the fuck out to the entire Cookies Sacramento team for a wonderful event last night. Man, we had that dispensary lit. I ain't gonna lie, man. You know, I just, I can't say that I've had a whole lot of action in Sacramento, but we had action last night, y'all. Wow. Sac, y'all showed out for the Wash Lord. I am very grateful for the turnout. And more importantly, it is a hundred degrees out here. Okay. So for some of these guys to wait in line for over an hour to meet me, that shit makes me feel some type of way. Okay, and not in the wrong way, you know what I'm saying? Like, you guys make me feel special, and I, I just really feel like I'm just a regular dude, you know, still going to Target, you know, still going to regular spots. I try to be as grounded as possible, but yo, this event had to be the smoothest of all four meet and greets to date. It was just really efficient. The employees there, they really knew how to run things up, you know, how to... um how to ring everything up. I was just impressed on how many employees were buying fucking Bemba did the strain. You know what I mean? But of course, as always, thank you to my BBDTS team, Joel, Dave, of course. Yo, BG made the trip, you know what I'm saying, with that video and all the footage and everything, man. Shout out to my entire Skypack Farm squad. This is the hometown. I don't know if you guys know my cultivation here is here in SAC, Okay, without Skypack, this does not happen. Okay, at least not the same. I could have had a strain. I could have had my own cannabis line, flower, all that. Something about the combination between me, Dave's mastermind, and business sense. Joel's just exotic strain knowledge, the genetics, all that shit. He's just a weed junkie. And Skypack, for what's going on, what we're putting out of there, it just, look, people who are smoking Gary Payton now, now that it's being grown in other places, people are smoking cereal milk, they're looking for the Skypack tag. They're like, oh, it's not grown there? Okay, yeah, 
this shit not the same. And no disrespect to Kenny Powers and all that. We're all cookies fam. I'm just saying. I'm telling y'all. Sky Pack doing it a little different. Okay. Um, I want you guys to understand this. Yes, we're supposed to launch 420 2020, but we didn't. We're here now. But I want you to understand in a short amount of time, because our launch dates have been fucked up, we have built a legitimate exotic weed brand in a short amount of time, okay? We have the respect amongst the cannabis gods, okay? People, customers, weed connoisseurs, regular Joes, they are loving cat dick. Stop playing with me. We will get into a more in-depth, articulate story about cat dick, but this shit is, it would make motherfuckers want to buy it even more, okay? And we'll get into that when I need to, but they're loving Jonas B. It is, yo, if you don't have this shit and you're in California, request it. Right now, we are exclusively dropping mostly cookie spots, but yo, we got some shit, okay? And it's selling out everywhere. So look, I can't wait to drop this next strain, this K-Town OG, and then I can't wait to hit y'all with the box fan Benny, all right? Got all these dudes in their fucking mom's houses, growing their fucking little 17 plants in fucking Denver or wherever else and talking shit. Shut the fuck up, all right? I owned the box fan Benny title, okay? But we're putting out fire, straight gas, okay? But look, back to Sacramento, the people of Sacramento remind me of the people in Texas or like Atlanta, you know, just that good hospitality, you know, that good time, okay, haven't spent a lot of time here, but I just, this was like, you know, back when I did that Diamond Supply meetup, it wasn't the same, you know, like I, I interacted with a bunch of kids, this was like really all me, you feel me, people were here having conversations, I'm trying to be, you know, as uh, I mean, nobody annoyed me or nothing, but I'm saying like, I'm having these conversations with people and I'm just like, there's so much love, you know, it's just that good company, you could just feel it, you know, good people, you know, blue collars, regular people, people out there just, you know, they spent their good hard-earned money to smoke this shit, but I know they go, what they smoke, they're going to be like, yo, I need some more, but people brought me hot sauce, um, homemade hot sauce, I think these girls work for the state, for the capital, uh, I can't wait to try the hot sauce girls, just so you know, people brought me clothes, Pokari sweat, fucking weed, gift cards, motherfucker brought me a gift card to Seafood City, okay, People brought me boba gift cards, like all kinds of shit, okay? I'm speechless. Thank you so much, so, so much, okay? The owners of Cookies, Sacramento, they actually own two or three other dispensaries, so I may come back, okay? The Korean Liam Neeson may come back to the city of Sacramento. I hope I come back during basketball season. I can watch a game at this lovely arena, Okay? And uh, I hope to for sure because, guys, Sacramento has changed throughout the years. And since I had my last public appearance at Citrus High Mall, um, in fact, no, fuck that. Just three years ago when we had started Skypack Farms, you know, this place is so different. Golden One Arena is fucking absolutely beautiful. Okay. How about this hotel that I am currently at right now recording in? The Kimpton Sawyer is lit. This place is beautiful. It is so many levels above the last hotels I've stayed at here in SAC. Like, SAC didn't even have a legitimate four-star hotel three years ago. 
in their city. Four-star, okay? Now they got some shit to compete with the big dogs, you know, over there in the Bay. Um, in, I'm sorry, in San Francisco, in LA. It's just this spot, I mean, they need more, but this one spot here is like, it reminds me of being at Staples Center, you know, because you're right in LA Live, you're next to everything. It's kind of like that same type of vibe. And um, this hotel actually... They have residencies here. They have, I'm sorry, they have residences here. Very nice condos, very nice views for my room, for my suite. This spot that I'm staying at is actually where a lot of the Sacramento Kings players live at, whether they live here during you know, the off season or during the on season. I mean, you know, I'm starting to notice a lot, actually. Like I had a conversation with Michael Dixon, you know, like he doesn't live in Seattle, which is nothing wrong with that. He lives in Austin, you know, uh, Quandre Diggs lives in Texas. Um, Tyler Lockett, even though he lives in Seattle, he got a spot and, you know, these dudes got multiple cribs. It's kind of dope, you know, to have your little spot. And um, if you're going to live in Sacramento, I would not mind living here. It's definitely very nice. I saw the pool, the shit was lit. Um, you know, you play for the team here. All they need is just a legitimate player to come here. And even though I'm a Lakers fan, look, man, I want Sacramento to, to they need some motherfucker, Bol Bol, can y'all get Bol Bol here so I can come visit this motherfucker more, right? And the residences, just so you know, the penthouse shit here is fly, super fly. Ran into a couple players here, um, guess they're probably doing some 10-day tryouts, I don't know what the fuck it is. Uh, they got a pretty decent restaurant downstairs, they got great restaurant choices, there's a little like, shopping mall, there's a fucking urban outfit, there's all kinds of shit down here. Um, just right in this little vicinity, like I said, it's like an LA Live, but better shopping. We actually ate last night at a spot called Echo and Rig. Um, this is known as like the best steakhouse in all of Sacramento. Food was, and it's in the hotel, okay? Food was very decent. It wasn't nothing that I need to come visit here just for that. I guess for Sac, is very decent. Um, the company that we had was much better. It was a team meeting, uh, but we also had to add Aria and Kellen to the mix, uh, the manager of the restaurant of Echo and Rig is a fucking goofy fuckboy who probably shops at Men's Express, you know what I mean, with his fucking Florsheim. How the fuck do you pronounce, is it Florsheim? Florsheim shoes, you know, you see them at all the fucking regular ass malls. Not no good mall, like a regular ass mall. Florsheim. What the fuck is that other company? God damn, what the fuck? Anyways, fuck that. Anyways, he is a fucking bitch. Um, yo, buddy, check this out. Treat people with respect. You never know who will give you a bad review, okay? Like, he thought because my partner Dave had paid the bill and that my partner Dave knows about wine, and, and Dave is a very fucking classy dude, but he thought, like, I was some derelict, you know? Like, anyways, like, enough of that. I got to give a big shout out to my friend, Arya Price, who is one of the few or... Actually, I don't even know if we've had more than... Oh, no, you know what? Trax has been on twice. I don't know who we've had on here twice, but there haven't been more than three people, okay? Anyways, Arya Price, friend of the podcast. She has been on BTB twice now. She is... Um, Arya is a fucking remarkable person, right? She stayed, went to, got to the event at fucking 5.50, maybe 10 minutes before we started. She hung out all night, even went to the team dinner Yo, Aria, you are a fucking trooper. She came dressed very fancy, okay? She actually looked kind of like, she looked really good, you know, but she came dressed very fancy, appropriate, but, you know, like Aria, she's, you know, she's Filipino. She got a Filipino blouse. She got a little curve. She's been doing a little squats and all her little fucking workout shit, you know what I mean? And she's been in her lumpia and all that stuff and everything, okay? But she came dressed 
like she was a human resources director at like a Fortune 500 company. She looked like she was ready to fire an executive for like improper behavior, right? But yo, Ari, I'm fucking with you. Ari, yo, Ari, Kuya loves you. You look fantastic, by the way, okay? Shout out to another 916 local, my boy Kellen, who, uh, like I said, I told you guys before, he's a big star on TikTok. This is actually his hometown. I know, Kellen, yo, I know your wife had better things to do, but I appreciate that she let you out of the house to kick it with me for four or five hours. Uh, it meant a lot to have those two local Sacramento OGs at my event. They were there to make sure that shit was straight. They invited people themselves. They let me know who was bogus, who was official, the whole nine. Yo, shout out to my cousin, Kat Katrina, who is from uh, Castro Valley, Pleasanton area. She came out to support too. Kat, I love you. You already know. Uh, can't wait to see you in a little bit for some breakfast. Anyways, again, uh, shit, by the time you listen to this shit, it'll be fucking past breakfast. Anyways, uh, if I didn't have to finish some jewelry, and I'm talking about that crazy big joint, which I can't really discuss if I'd have to finish some jewelry for Kid Cudi, who's been driving me fucking crazy, yo, Cud, chill, fam, I got you, okay? I'd probably stay in sack for another day. Like, i go kick it with Kells. I'd go check out, you know, I would definitely be at Dave & Buster's in Roseville. I might go to the Citrus Heights Mall and go visit the Zoomies I was at. I don't know, shit, look at, um, oh, shit, you know what? I almost completely forgot. The shock of the evening of last night, okay, the shock surprise visit Last night at the Cookies BBDTS event was a teammate of mine from SF State pulled up and I haven't seen dude in almost 30 years. Yes, I'm that old. Fuck you guys. It's more like maybe 27 years. Anyways, shout out to my dog, Abe Snowbar. All right. Wow, bro. What a small world. He is actually friends with Aria. Don't know how the fuck they met. Don't care. Crazy as fuck. Abe played tight end for San Francisco State University, was my teammate for most of my time there until we lost our program. Um, he's been coaching for almost three decades, football, doing a bunch of other things. You know, man, Abe, you look great. I don't know if you listen to the podcast or whatever. Just fucking crazy to reminisce, to chop it up about the three years of being at SF State, man. Just crazy. I think about the fucking Larry Allen story we're talking about. And I bring up Larry Allen, you know, like, yes, Larry Allen, the Dallas Cowboys, a.k.a. the greatest offensive lineman, maybe the off greatest lineman period in NFL history, okay? We were making jokes last night because his college highlight tape when he got drafted was mostly against us, against the Gators, right? Against SF State because we sucked so bad. And Sonoma State was actually in our conference, so we played them all the time, right? But goddamn, Abe, good to see you. You look great like shit, man. Motherfuckers our age ain't looking that good. Some motherfuckers out there looking like fossils, you know what I'm saying? But God bless you, bro. Please send my best to the other teammate, my boy Tim Malatesta, who was actually a part of the defensive back. Um, what was Tim? Tim was a strong safety. I don't know, man. Tim is Sunnyvale. And uh, just crazy. People still think that I was capping about my football skills, but like... There's homies out there to play with me. There's evidence like, stop it, man. I did what I did, man. I, like I said, I was who I was before social media, okay? Stop the fucking hate, okay? Not the Asian hate. Stop the Ben Baller hate. Now, 
I am still on this Ben Ball. I did the Strain Weed Tour, and our next stop is San Francisco. Okay, it is an official San Francisco drop this time. You know, no offense to Hayward, that was crazy. This is SF City. Frisco is my next stop next Friday, okay, at Burner's on Haight Street. Yes, Burner like Burner. The, yes, Burner, owner of Cookies. Burner's on Haight Street next Friday, July 16th from 5 to 7 p.m. Pull up. That joint going to be crazy. I think I got to give away a chain or something for that. I haven't figured out. In fact, fuck that. Yes, I think we're going to have to give out a gold Ethereum IF and Co. Ben Baller chain. I'll figure it out. Burner himself might pull up if he's not out in the Midwest or I forgot what the fuck. He bought a big ranch somewhere. But yo, next Friday, Burner's Hate Street, BBDTS, for real, for real, San Francisco, SF City. Bring Pokari Sweat as much as you motherfucking can. I'm just joking. Bring me some drinks. Bring me some Pokari Sweat. Speaking of drinks, you know what? I hope the Happy Lemon crew can pull up. Um, Happy Lemon Tea. I love them girls, man. They're the fucking, bring me some bomb-ass boba, some coffee boba. Bring me some mango green. Yo, pull up, y'all. I'm going to have to DM, y'all. Now, look, I know I promised you guys about the Korean pastor scam story, and I will tell the story after the break. But right now, we got to get into something serious. I got to use my platform for something very important, okay? I need to talk to you guys about something that I'm doing next week. Also next week, right? Because Friday, I got the event with the strain. But on Saturday, I'm doing a very, very big charity event, okay? My boy Josh D, who is a born and raised Seattleite, diehard Seahawks fan. He has been through some really tough times in his life and um, used to be a big club promoter, event planner in Vegas. He worked for all the big companies. Uh, Might have worked for Hakusan, I think, but Light Group, AMG. He was even Tiesto. Yes, the highest paid DJ in the world, that Tiesto, okay? Josh D was Tiesto's road manager for a little bit. Then he moved to San Francisco and opened up and started a sick-ass club in San Francisco called Temple. Temple was like the first real nightclub to come to SF with the real Vegas, LA, Hollywood vibe, okay? He also ran this art gallery out there. I think he opened a temple in fucking Denver. I don't remember. But Josh was actually there the night me and Nicolette had our first date. And I was like, yo, man, this shit ain't working out. She got an attitude. Fuck this. Take me to excess. Let's get the fuck out of here, right? But he was there. And anyways, Josh, Josh D, almost took his own life not that long ago. And ever since, you know, he's been on his road to recovery, he started a nonprofit organization called When the Music Stops, Okay. He's serious about this shit, and I'm, I'm, he's passionate, and I'm happy for him, okay? So I love you, Josh D. I'm doing this for you, bro. He is doing a summit to help others who really need it, and he's asked me to be a part of it. Of course, I am doing this 1,000% pro bono. I'm not being paid. I'm not doing shit. I'm doing this all on my own dime. All my time and all my help for this project is free, okay? So next Saturday, July 17th, from 8.30 in the morning to 5 p.m., there's going to be a huge convention summit charity event in San Francisco. It's near the marina. I will be speaking at When the Music Stops Mental Health Conference, okay? This will be a celebration of music, mental health, connection, community, and, of course, 
most importantly, suicide prevention. Um, there will be speakers, there will be famous DJs and panels, and there will be musical performances. This is the first time that this is going down, okay? And this is my first time ever doing anything like this as I've struggled with these types of issues, so I know what it feels like. I gotta be there to support. I'm asking you guys to support. I will be giving away five tickets exclusively to BTB listeners for those of you who can get to San Francisco for this summit on July 17th. And if you want to hear me speak about mental health, all you gotta do is go to Instagram, okay, and follow at when the music stops. All right, follow them and either DM the page or email my boy Josh direct at josh at whenthemusicstops.org. Listen, if you can't make it to the summit, I'm begging you, please consider donating or sponsoring a ticket for someone who really needs it, okay? Someone in recovery, you know, maybe a veteran, you know, even the local youth, there are people out there struggling on that recovery, that road to recovery, okay? We're working really hard to try to make a difference, but we need more community tickets, so we need more sponsors. Again, this is a real, legit, nonprofit organization, and to purchase tickets, the link is in my bio on all my social media accounts. Okay, guys, I really appreciate you all so much for hearing that part of this podcast. It's really important, you know, People are out here really just really doing bad. There people are out here commit suicide. People are out here wanting to commit suicide. I don't want anybody to act on it. I don't want anybody. I've been having really bad anxiety lately, but it's like different type of anxiety. You know, I don't want to take myself out. I got kids. I want to be here forever. I want to live to 150. I know that's not going to happen, but there'll be professionals here to help people. So please, if you can help, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you guys anyways. But right now we got a word from Blue Chew, uh, today's sponsor, and we'll be right back. Yo, Miles, you got, yeah. Miles, you always on point, man. I knew you had that LL on deck. All right, y'all, we'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Guys, make sure you always put it down in the bedroom. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew delivers the same active ingredients as Cialis and Viagra, but in chewable format at a fraction of the cost too, all done online. You can take them anytime, night or day, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. Yes, sir. The process is simple. Sign up at bluechew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. No pharmacy necessary and ship directly to your door. I get really hyped when my Blue Chew arrives, cause damn. <laughs> They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting impressions? It's time to get off the bench and get back into the game. 
It's summertime, guys. Head to BlueChew.com where we got a special deal for all of our listeners. Try Blue Chew for free when you use our promo code BALLER at checkout. Just pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code BALLER to receive your first month for free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring BTB. Yo, yo. So what's the deal with men under five foot five in height? And I ain't talking about little Duval, okay? Like, what's really the issue? Because they can't all have Napoleon complex. So at least the ones that are like going against me, right? You know, it seems as if dictator Mark Duterte, right? I wonder if his last name really was Duterte, would he spell it like D-U-D-E-R-H-E-T-E, right? <laughs> and fuck with y'all. But it seems like Dictator Mark is really losing his mind. And he still doesn't understand what it is to be a boss. Being a boss don't mean you go eat at the pole lounge and at Delilah and at the Waldorf and you know, at fancy spots and then you got motherfuckers eating ramen that work for you. No, man, no, no, okay? Stop treating your employees like slaves, especially the ones that work for you, you know what I mean? Like, come on, bro. Anyways, that shit will hit you tenfold. You hear me, Mark? So start to spread the wealth a little bit, okay? Or watch that payback for fake flossing like you in a Maybach hits you hard, okay? But like, bro, stop, man. Like, I'm just, I don't like getting these reports. And now another five foot, actually, no, I'm sorry. Five foot, what is he? Four foot, 12 inches, same shit. Vegas dwarf. Yo, bro, like he's gotta be taking Prozac right now. Vegas dwarf is thinking of more ways to lie to you guys about how good of a sports better he is when in fact he's lost almost every single bet last week okay i had fans email me picks and i'm like bro stop spending money on the picks you know but like no nah, we want to show you though you know what i'm saying no nah, k-town we want to show you bro one dude showed me picks from the last six days okay and vegas dwarf Went four and twenty nine. Four and twenty nine, bruh. That's under fourteen percent win ratio. Dave, uh, please do me a favor. Somebody send this soundbite to Dave, okay? Vegas dwarf. Either do one or two things, okay? Either one, get some gorilla glue. You can actually get it at CVS now. You can get it at any of your local hardware stores. Get some Gorilla Glue, okay? Heavy duty. Apply a liberal amount into your dirty little midget hands and then choke yourself as hard as you can for a minimum of 20 minutes. Okay. A Steph Curry rookie card just sold for $5.9 million dollars 
Okay. <laughs> a Steph Curry rookie card just sold for $5.9 million. That means it surpassed Vegas Day's record, his record-breaking Mike Trout record, you know, card, which is like hope or whatever. We're not going to talk about the Derek Carr prediction he had, okay? Talking about all the other fucking stupid ass predictions is fucking Bitcoin. Oh man, he's going below 30 in the 20s. He's more than fucking 20. You know, watch him fuck I'm the greatest. I know. Yeah, you're a fucking dummy. Okay? That shit was $29,580 for fucking 17 minutes. Um, anyways, the Steph Curry card broke Vegas Day's record by $700,000. And to be honest, there's going to be other cards that will break that record. Okay. He had the nerve to stand on top of his Propecia box and he screamed about how bad the sports car industry was and he's going to go against Gary V and it's going to fucking fail and it's going to tank just like Vegas nightlife when you can't even fucking buy a table right now in Vegas. Because it's fucking every goddamn nightclub is fucking packed. The sports car industry was a sham. It's going to shit. Bro, it ain't slowing down. All right, Dave? I mean, Dwarf? The National, okay? The biggest sports car convention is coming in a couple weeks. And guess what? It's going to be the biggest attendance in sports card history. It'll be the biggest convention in the history to date. And I hope you show up. So I can fucking mush your face and put you inside an ultra pro one touch. Okay? You fucking Momo. You are literally the saddest human being I've ever witnessed that is taking breaths on this earth. Even more so than Jet Set Life or Timothy Sykes. I don't even know what to say. Bro, you are a fucking clown. With, without the suit, with your little Birkin bags. And you're not a tough guy, okay? Just because you beat up on women. And some of these women beat your ass, which is crazy. But you got domestic violence fucking charges against you, fam? And let alone, bro, you still fighting these... I Like, dog. Man, I'm going to be in Vegas soon, okay? Vegas Dwarf, I will be in Vegas soon. And pull up anytime. I can't wait. Bro, my son will fight you, okay? Now, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado... I will now tell you the Korean pastor scammer story. Something crazy. I think it hits different if you're Korean. And um, it is fucking funny. It's a lot funnier if I tell you in person for some reason. But I just told you guys I was going to tell it to you. So I am going to tell it to you. Okay. If any of you are over 35 and Korean, especially Korean American, you will understand how scary it is and how funny this shit is because you know that them super religious Korean Christians out there, they get real, it gets creepy, gets spooky out there, right? So, my cousin Peter, who uh, I haven't spoke to in fuck 15, 16 years, uh, we made that movie Cake together, right? It was a feature film, legit, right? He had a good friend whose dad had come home one day and his dad noticed that his life savings was completely, I'm sorry, was almost completely depleted. Like, he's like, what the fuck? And this is different times. You know, you don't have apps on your phone for that type of shit. You could check on the website, maybe, but like, he had like checked. He was like looking. So he immediately asked his wife if she knew anything about it. And so she told him, she's like, you know, uh, Yobo, I'm sorry. You know, you know, Korean, like that's like baby, right? Honey, right? She's like saying, um, 
she had been, she told them she had been giving donations of a couple hundred thousand dollars each time over the past year to their moksanim. For those of you who aren't Korean, that means pastor in Korean, okay? And that the pastor told her that this money was for Jesus and that Jesus Christ was coming to meet her at her home in person, okay? He was coming to meet her at her home to meet her and I guess her family on September 21st of that year, okay? I think this was like 2002 or some shit. This was a long time ago, all right? So the husband was fucking furious. He was so just angry. And he was, you know, a very religious guy too, but he was just like, you know, it's their life savings. Like, you know, they donate to the church. He was just pissed off. So he's like, fuck this. He drove to the church to meet the pastor. And look, most Koreans that I grew up with, they all went to church. Like every single fucking Sunday, like clockwork. Even if they were sick, they never missed out. That was one thing that me and my brother and me and my dad beefed about a lot. That shit fucking ruined. It fucked up my childhood. I, I hated church. Fuck that shit, okay? But so, okay, so the guy, the husband, he sits down with his wife and the pastor. They discuss the money, and he asks for it back. And the pastor refuses, said, no, we don't have it anymore. We gave it to Jesus. And he said, this is a very small price, you know, to pay, you know, Jesus Christ is coming, you know, you paid this little bit amount of money to meet Jesus Christ in the flesh in person, okay? So the husband said, okay, if this is true, if this really happens, I will forgive my wife and not be mad at you anymore, pastor, if Jesus Christ comes to my house on September 31st, okay? I'll forgive my wife for giving you this money, and, you know, fuck it, that's it. He didn't say fuck it, that's it, but I'm just saying, he was like, all right, you know, if Jesus Christ is coming to the house, you know, I guess, yeah, okay, that's fine. By the way, guys, I don't know if I mentioned, this was like over a million, this is like $2 million, okay? It's a lot of money. So he's gonna forgive his wife, you know, and he's, he's fine with it as long as Jesus shows up, okay? Mind you, this is like May or June, so he cuts off all the money to his wife so she can't spend or give any more money. And then they waited. And every day they just were like thinking about, oh, what are we going to talk about? You know, what are we going to do when Jesus gets here? Should we tell anybody? And they kind of were like, you know, keeping it secret. Only certain people were allowed to know. And obviously my cousin's friend, he knew about it. He was like, he didn't know what to fucking think. He's just like, fuck, man, great. You know, this is stupid. So September 21st comes, Okay. And they're so excited they can't control themselves, okay? They had pastries like duck and, you know, kimbap and all this shit already. And they, like I said, they prepared food for Jesus, okay? And um, <laughs> just, I, I just think about this fucking story, man. Okay, so they prepared food for Jesus Christ, all right? Okay, they waited by the door from 5 a.m., and they waited at the door until 12 a.m. midnight, okay? And of course, he never shows up, right? So the next day, the husband files for divorce, and the wife ends up, like, getting kicked out of the house. It was, a, it was different times, you know what I'm saying? Like, man, Korean men treated their wives like shit. 
And so she ended up like I was like living at the church, working for the church, who fucking knows. And then they went to divorce court to find out all this shit. And the judge asks the wife if all this was true. He's like dumbfounded, like you can't no bitch, like you that stupid. And then she says yes. And then the judge asks the wife if she had anything to say to her husband or any last words to be on the record in front of the court, okay? And the wife says, but what if he came? Like, (laughs) some of you guys right now are in your car. Some of you guys are just walking. Some of you guys are in your house. I just, bruh. Like, I'm sorry. In a Korean sense, when you, when you like, but what if he came? Like, what if he came? You know, it's like she said that shit. She had said that again. And, and even my, my cousin's friend had said, but what if he came? Like, what if he really came? Like what, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Man, if I was the pastor, I would have hired a motherfucker that looked like Jesus to show up to the crib just to fucking save face. Like, what the fuck? I'm sorry, look. Guys, this is something that I can see happening in a Korean family because I was in the church system, okay? And that shit is just wild, all right? Now you add the super religious Koreans to this and it's just fucking, this shit is crazy, man. And that shit was a true story, which is even fucking worse, all right? It fucked up her whole family and her kids' college fund. Like, guys, listen, the moral of the story, please be smart, okay? Go watch that Bernie Madoff four-part series with fucking, um, the fuck's his name, man? Fucking dude from Close Encounters, man. He went to, he went to Beverly fucking high school. Uh, Richard Dreyfus. Watch the Bernie Madoff four-part series on Amazon. Anywhere you can buy it, probably on iTunes, watch it. There's a lot of information on there about what went down, how it went down, how fucked up it was, okay? This is, that was way more extreme than this. But listen, again, pay attention. There are scammers out there with no remorse, Remember, scammers prey upon weak-minded, stupid people. And I know I'm going to get flamed big time for saying this, and maybe I might lose some listeners and some followers. You know what? I don't give a fuck because I got to keep it 1,000 with y'all. There are a lot of scams in the church system, okay? Please watch the movie Religious or Religious. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's Bill Maher. Yeah, Bill Maher said some stupid-ass shit. You know what? Watch this movie, Okay. Good fucking movie. He covered it, hit it on the fucking head. All right. And read up on Scientology. It's fucking crazy. Like, you know, just, I'm just telling you guys, be safe. It's a business podcast. I fuck with y'all. Never going to put you guys in, invest in no altcoins, no bullshit. You know, if you still holding Doge, hold, hold that motherfucker. Okay. Anyways, full fucking pivot. All right. The Sons and Bucks play game two tonight honestly i think this shit's done okay it's over i don't even think the bucks get a game in uh i will judge a little bit more after tonight but i just think that they just don't got it and you know they can't win a single game and even though i want cp3 to get a ring this whole season it just needs to be thrown in rice okay it's like this is really the asterisk season not last season this season is trash Okay, but if the Bucks somehow pull a miracle and win it all, I don't give a fuck either. Okay, but what I do know is you need to follow at DB Picks if you want to make some money. Okay, now in other sport news, the Olympics drama is still going on. Okay, 
And with uh, Shakari, Shakari, I don't fucking know. Shakari Richardson, I'm not sure. Okay, her energy is all fucked up. She on some bullshit. She showed her true colors now. And, you know, I, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. I don't care about what's going on, whatever. Look, someone out got to pull people aside when it becomes national, global news and everything. Look, now I know what she just said on Twitter about, oh, well, you know, people wasn't even watching this shit until I made it hot and blah, 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 nah, bitch, shut up. Okay. Now I know my opinion about this whole situation is sitting a whole lot better, even though I stood my ground on how I felt about it last week. Okay. Now, Gabby, I forgot her last name is, she's a black athlete. She's like, look, man, you know, we work really hard to get here. Please support us. Watch, don't boycott the Olympics. You know, people are boycott, but fucking crazy. Now I'm not black and I get it, but look, the black athletes who followed the rules, okay, followed all the Olympic protocol should definitely be supported and they worked damn hard, all right? But fuck everything else. Look, now with COVID cases jumping up in Tokyo and not even like anything crazy, if we had those light cases, man, shit, motherfuckers would be out here throwing Lollapalooza in every city, but Tokyo don't fuck around, okay? There is a real chance that the Olympics may not even happen. Yes, no cap. It's already been pushed back a year, and now this shit really might not go down, okay? And people still think that this shit with COVID is fake. This ain't America. The virus is real as it gets, okay? America is just dumb as fuck. I don't know how else to say it, okay? It's fucked up, y'all. The Delta strain is getting serious, and if you ain't vaxxed, then too bad. And I'm not telling you guys to get vaxxed. I'm just letting you guys know. You saw that shit, that outbreak in the government building in fucking Florida, and eight people got fucked up, right? Well, I'm sorry. Eight people, you know, had been exposed to shit. Like three or four died. Two or three got really sick. And the two that were vaccinated didn't feel shit. Okay? Was it a miracle? No. Is it a fable? No. People feel like too much of, the, of our rights as Americans are being taken. Okay. Well, then how about us, the Asians or the Australians, right? Or even the Europeans in different countries, whatever. Look at there are new strains out there. Just be safe. Okay? Shit is not a joke. People think it's like, oh, we were not. No, you don't get it because you're just thinking about America. And some people are smart. They're going crazy. I get it. I was going crazy. Okay? Just be safe. Yeah, I'm doing meet and greets. I'm being real careful about this shit, believe it or not. I still wash my hands 25 times a day. I don't touch my eyes. I don't touch my nose. I don't touch my mouth. I still carry sanitizer. And wipe down areas that might be heavily sat on. The aerosol, you know, situation with COVID, still not 100% sure on that, right? I admit I'm not wearing a mask that often anymore, but I'm not around people's mouths like that, okay? And again, I am fully vaccinated since March. They want to throw a third shot? Cool, give it to me, okay? Just be safe, guys. That's all I ask, for real, okay? But anyways, guys... That is it for this episode. I got a dope-ass interview coming up after episode 200, right, from a very small businessman, but he's not like some broke dude. The dude is a very successful dude. He owns and is launching a new sneaker buying selling app that may possibly revolutionize the sneaker game. What's crazy is he's Filipino, so that makes it even more dope. 
Okay, that's coming soon. But again, after the Kid Cudi interview for episode 200, make sure to keep telling people to subscribe to the show. Tell them about the show, listen to the show, all that. It helps me get more guests. And with more subscribers and more downloads, that helps us and the Dust Brothers get closer to making this show video. Okay, we are going to test out, maybe do one episode video, one episode not, but we're not ready for that just yet. You start getting some more fucking subscribers. Yes, we're killing it. We're doing really well. Just takes a different setup. I don't want to do this shit like, you know, green screen, Twitch type shit. I want to do this shit a little more official. We could go that route, but I'm just saying, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. Tell people to motherfucking subscribe. I love you guys, okay? Always remember, y'all, to make it a great day, okay? Always remember, y'all, This is not your practice life. I love you guys. Please have a great weekend. I will see you on Monday for the weekend wrap up. Yo, Lakey Lake. Yes, sir. No, we're not in Arizona, but I know you fuck with the suns, bro. All right. LL, throw on some music. Yo, we're out of here, y'all. Peace. Peace.